All right. Look at this. We've got a full house tonight. <laughs> and it's mostly ladies. So anyway, I want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Hello and welcome to Ancestral Eyes. We have tonight's show. It's dedicated to the women and the ladies. And before I go any further, I want to say welcome to Beth Peart Weeks. Hello, Beth. Welcome. Hello. And welcome. I want to say hello to Sue Arisambia. Hello, my dear. Good to see you. Honor to Sue. Can hear hello. Me. There she is. There she is. And I want to say hello to Ade, who is officially known as Ayanifa Orun Omoku. Hello, Ade. How are you? Hello, 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 hello to everyone. Hi to everybody. Uh, and to all the Yanifas we have in line too. Any Boroi Boye Bochiche for all of you too. Uh, John. Thank you. Yes. And welcome to Jean-Jerome, my co-host. Um, we also are going to be joined by Melissa, maybe a little bit later. Melissa uh, Gerard, or uh, am I mispronouncing Gerardo. her last Garado. Garado, okay. Um, she may be joining us a little bit later, and um, she also may be tuning out a little bit sooner than most of us. So anyway, so before we go any further, I want uh, Jean-Jerome to be able to, to give the intro to, um, to our guests and explain all the terminology, okay? Because I called this show, this uh, episode, the African traditional religion and uh, the women of. So we need some clarification. So Jean-Jerome, could you do us a favor, do a quick little intro bio and then get into the terminology. So we're gonna hit it that way before we get into the, you know, the actual discussions and questions, okay? Take it away, Jean-Jerome. <laughs> Welcome everybody who's tuning in to all our faithful followers, uh, to the ladies. Uh, and to Melissa uh, Gerardo. Um, today's discussion, we're very happy. Many of these uh, lovely ladies have been former guests and are also part of our religious family. And they come from various traditions, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. But they all have wonderful history and stories to tell about their journeys, their, both their spiritual journeys, and especially as they came into the Afro-descendant uh, belief systems like Ifaurisa, Regla de Ocha, also uh, through YTR, Yoruba traditional religion, Ezinibile uh, Orisa and Ifaurisa, and also ATR, 
uh, other different uh, ethnic and belief systems, such as Inkiti, which is also present in the Afro-descendant belief systems of Palo, Palo Mayombe, Kimbisa, and so forth. And uh, it's, it's very important to understand that many, especially in the diaspora, over the last 10, 20 years have had, thanks to travel, thanks to uh, communications, have had an opportunity to really uh, learn from the best in both worlds, uh, both sides of the Atlantic, and uh, be able to, to share and exchange in a, in a richness of culture, tradition, and religious practice that really, as we've often said and for Ifa and Orisha, Ifa is only one. Whether it's practiced in Nigeria, whether it's practiced in, in Benin as Vodunfa or Fagbasa, whether it's practiced in Togo or Ghana as Afa, whether it's practiced in Cuba as Ifa, uh, the, the, the essence of the spirituality, although there are differences in practice and in certain ways of, of developing or, or uh, carrying on some of the ceremony, but the essence is the same and the principles are pretty much the same. And what we wanted to do this evening is to, you know, to really take on a difficult topic, uh, in which case I will allow the rest of the show will mostly be the ladies speaking and telling their stories. They're mm -hmm. real stories, not theoretical, not just academic, although many of them have done extensive research and, and had the privilege of working with mentors and academics, as well as practitioners of, of both the traditional and the Afro-descendant, but to really speak from their own experience as women and their own experience as uh, women that are born from other cultures outside of Nigeria and uh, other ethnic groups. So, um, and to show the universality, in a sense, of Ifa in its spirituality, in its appeal, and the fact that Ifa speaks to all lands, all races, all creeds, all genders, all sexual orientation, Ifa is universal. So without further ado, I turn it back to you, Teresa, uh, and to the ladies to tell a little bit about their stories and their experiences. Yes. Okay. So let us start with uh, Beth. Beth, if you could give us a little bit of background um, with your actual path and how you came upon that. Oh, it's been a swervy one for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I been kind of a Africa, a lover of things African since I was small, but uh, if you had asked me 30 years ago, would I be on this path today? I would have asked you to go and get your head read. Um, but it kind of crept up on me, and I was uh, I actually started going to a, a drum circle, and the drum circle morphed into a religious practice group. Um, uh -huh. And through that, I was introduced to. Uh, Initially, uh, Yoruba traditional religious uh, Babalao, um, uh -huh. and uh, spent some time in that circle, and then uh, decided to move away from that for a bit, and kind of made up my mind that I wasn't going to do anything or 
go out and get involved with anything until I was 100% comfortable. And you know how when you get an idea, it becomes often becomes manifest when you put things out to the universe? Absolutely. <laughs> and Shalom <laughs> came along. And that um, was a, made a huge difference in my appreciation of, of the religion. But I've essentially been through uh, three or four different iterations of, of uh, descendant religion, African descendant religion in Africa, like traditional Yoruba uh, religious practice before arriving here. And I'm a little bit of everything, I guess. I've got Ikufa as my, my uh, level of initiation, which is, you know, kind of the beginner level, if you will, but I've been in the in the religion in the practice for um, better than a decade at this at this point, and uh, already, wow, yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. So, yeah. no, for sure. It's, uh, uh, the, my first encounter was in two thousand and four, two thousand and six. I had an initiation that. You know, in retrospect, no, no traditionalist of Cuba nor of, of West Africa would probably Absolutely. recognize yeah. as, as being valid at all. But what it did was it opened up um, a desire it opened to the door. learn more. Mm -hmm. it opened the door, and you know, the more I discovered, the more I realized that I needed to study more, and I needed to find mm -hmm. uh, the right people to study around. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, too, I was also exploring the, the internet, as so many you know, new people do, and fell into a, a Facebook group of, sort of independent, uh, that is, people that didn't have resident ILES um, mm -hmm. where they lived. And that's actually how I came to know Sue. And I uh, got uh, several different... Uh, good friendships that have come out of that, out of that environment. And, uh, you know, Sue's been really instrumental and helpful in terms of my learning uh, nice. more about divination and, uh, and everything in general, because she's like a walking encyclopedia <laughs> of experience. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I come from in a, in a nutshell. Thank you. Good. Good one. And so now I'm going to move to uh, Sue, Sue Erisambia. Could you give us a little bit of a background? Because I know your your story uh, is fascinating. Uh, we all look up to you to uh, to teach us. No, thank you. This is, this is my dog, Donna, who is very interested in getting some attention right now. <laughs> and um, well, I started out as a tourist like that. Uh, I started out in a religious studies group in Cleveland, Ohio, and we went to visit a friend of ours who had moved in New York, and was studying at John Jay College, and there was a woman who was a secretary in the anthropology department whose name was Mimi Torres who was initiated for Yemaya. And she inter then introduced us to uh, 
Nigerian Baba Lao by the name of Fola Ipega, who mm -hmm. that's how I got my first reading ever. My first reading ever was as was um, an Ifa reading. Ah. And so at that point he would had he was going to, he was gonna to come to Cleveland to do the Emma that was marked in these readings for me and my friend who was with me. And so her reading was a lot more serious than mine was. Um, hers indicated that if she were a man, because Paula was of the only rainbow tradition, uh, if he, if she were a man, she would have been initiated on the spot. Oh, boy. I don't remember what Odoo came, but it was serious. <laughs> and... Um, and, he, and she was angry because she couldn't get initiated to Ifa. <laughs> so she was very upset about that. But he came to Cleveland and did some initiations that would probably not be recognized by anybody. A lot of people still have these initiations and count themselves as initiated. He did those initiations himself. By himself, one person, one priest, by himself. Okay. Okay, interesting. And um, so things things went in a, diff a different direction, and I decided that that was not the place for me because some things were happening with that group, and and went away from the tradition for about seven years until I started having issues. I started getting depressed, like really depressed, and. I knew what the problem was, and I went to the local botanica and said, I need to get a reading. And the woman starts looking through this little notebook saying, oh, here's a tarot reader. And I said, and she says, oh, and she, here it is. So she gave me the number of this Cuban guy who was looking the religion out of his house on the west side of Cleveland. And that's where I got my prayers, my first set of decade at a local. And oh boy, things went very quickly from there. I went to, I went to Chicago to get a reading, and it really indicated that I from Baba Faloku, and I it indicated I really didn't need to get initiated. And he says, "Well, I know a couple people in Cleveland. You can call them both and see if they can help you out." So I did, and I, that's when I met um, a boy a day who is now known as Ipalola, and she lives in Jackson, Mississippi. At that time, she lived in Canton, Ohio. I was initiated in Canton, Ohio. Probably the first, last, and only person who ever be initiated in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> and after that, she moved back to Chicago. During my yellow year, which was really interesting, and uh, so my so during my during my yellow years, when I got one hand of five from Baba Wande Abimola, and um, because my Ajibona is linked with that house, so, yeah. So my Ajibona is linked with that house. She was. It, um, she was initiated for the tradition, and then went. To, uh, her husband and other people 
went to Oyo to get initiated in the egg bay because that's how he does it. He has people take him to the egg bay of the Orisha. Okay. So now I'm working with a Luke house down in um, the Tampa Bay area with uh, Manny oh. Oloyoba, the uh, Osainista. So okay, that's that's the short the short version, and that's the short and, oh, story. Oh, I didn't follow okay. it well. I was stretched. Apart. That's right. I was just yeah. That's the short version. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's um and Ade. Yeah. Thank you, Ade. Your story. Tell us a little bit about yours before we dive into our questions. Um, I think we're going to need a couple of days for it, you know, basically, to be honest, you know, because this comes from since I was born, you know, That's I mean, right. all these, uh, it's a long, long, long story. It comes from my grandma, which is a native, you know, and, and I was born and she brings me to this world. So... Since then, that's how everything starts from these different uh, right. places, countries where I've been and, and mm -hmm. become a Yanifa. So it's a lot to explain about myself yeah. and, yeah. and having all these initiations since I was little too. So, right. right. And I guess it's a lot of explaining. So you guys have the time? Do we have popcorn around there, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? There's something I enjoy. I enjoy who I am. I love it. Even right. though there was it was so much difficult for me. And, and every mm -hmm. time I will go to a different place to do my initiation. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because from uh, let's go from Mexico to let's go with Cuba and then we go to tradition without me asking, all these are coming my own way. So, yes. Yes. I mean, it's a privilege for me and it's an honor to become an Yanifa and help other women too, you know, yes. to fight for who they really are, never to stop, no matter what, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad. I'm glad that all of you are here, ladies. So this is why I brought all of you ladies with your your backgrounds, the uh, the different uh, exposures to the different types of tradition, um, which all sort of blend together. And well, here we are. And we're talking, we're mixing, we're friends. We've been, you've all been former guests on the show. So this is what we want to talk about a little bit about uh these traditions and how we came here. Um, so thank you for that. So I'm going to dive into the first question. And the first question is, <clears throat> what do you think is the philosophy behind the type of the African traditional religion that you follow? And what was its appeal? Or was it something that um, was not so much an appeal, but something that you stumbled on or a progression? What was it? What is the philosophy that you find is, you know, something that you adhere to and that you follow? Um, I will give, anyone? I'll give step, I mean, I will give the step to them, and then I will answer myself. Okay. 
so Beth, did you want to go ahead? I don't want to put you on the spot as the first I, I one. But. I don't know if there's like anything I can say specifically about um, philosophy that made me choose one path or another. I'm, I'm pretty open to, you know, mm -hmm. the iterations because the tapestry of um, this religion is, is very rich and it's very varied and um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's no one absolute way uh, right. of following or of expressing it. So, you know, my my you know, I, I identify at this moment as you know following Lukumi tradition. Um, but I started in you know, um, continental African tradition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's simply uh, a matter of meeting uh, the sort of people that I I felt I could trust that brought mm -hmm. me into this sphere because my experience was that initially um, I felt like I was used an awful lot and mm -hmm. to what, come into what do you mean by that? sorry um, Beth. Like before I met Jerome, I felt like when I was amongst people who claimed to be uh, involved in the religion, they seemed to have uh, ulterior motives for involving me. And that was um, uncomfortable and it got more and more uncomfortable as it went on and that's where I kind of pulled back for a while and thought okay like I still really want to pursue this because I find that it stimulates me intellectually it stimulates mm -hmm. me um, spiritually and mm -hmm. what I find is you know whether it's it's continental traditional or whether it's <laughs> Cuban uh, practice it it's so very, very personal. You know, what you get through this is, is Absolutely. your prescription, um, your, your covenant with, with the maker. And it's yours right. and it's yours alone. Right. My, my path isn't yours is or Sue's or on a, different, on a different path. And yet we have these overarching understandings of, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. our traditions and we have commonalities we understand one another in terms of uh you know when we talk about orisha when we talk about ifa uh, we understand those things sort of communally but the the prescription that you mm -hmm. have between you and your maker through these divinations and, mm -hmm. and and initiations is is very very personal it's very very personal and it's very very relevant and I had never encountered anything like that before in my life. So, no, I, I agree with you. And I know we've we've spoken about that personally yeah. um, with regards to, you know, how personal that uh, role can be with, you know, within Ifa or any of the African traditions. Um, Sue, what do you think? What it, is there a philosophy? Is it um, your own personal philosophy or is what... Uh, Beth had said, is it the the draw that there's a um, real sort of personalized, uh, you know, what can I say, personalized uh, view that you can take and connect with uh, with your spirits or, sorry, 
with um, Oldamare, you know, with whatever your concept is of the greater being or the creator. Well, the way I came to Ifa was through the, the divination part. Um, one thing that happened is that in this religious studies group, we each were assigned a different type of divination, and I got assigned geomancy. I'd been using the I Ching for many years. I was like, oh, why can't I study that? You know, geomancy, what is that? <laughs> And so we have one of the best libraries in the world in Cleveland. And one part mm. of the library is particularly wonderful because there was a guy who was an Orientalist who liked to chess sets and all kind of books, left his entire library, the Cleveland Public Library, and made it available. Mm. The library decided to make it available to people. So you could go in there and hang around. They had occult books dating back to the 1800s that you could go pull off the shelves, but you can't do it anymore. You have to ask for them now. They had too many things disappearing. So, so I so I started going down the rabbit hole of geomancy and Mm -hmm. looking in the back of the books, and they're saying something about Ifa. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, let me see what that is. So there I was in the library, and I found um, Ifa Literary Corpus. And I opened that up and started looking at it, and I was like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. It was it's a divination me, system man. that was still tied to its own traditional philosophy and practice. And I was amazed. You know, I was like, how come I never heard of this before? Well, you know, mm-hmm. that was because I had literally, you know, because of where I grew up and whatnot in Cleveland and the suburbs of Cleveland. So yeah, no, I had not heard of this tradition, but in that moment, I decided that I was going to find out everything I could about this religious system. Hmm. And so, they say that there's, there's something that one thing that's very powerful is a person with an aim. And my aim right then was to find out everything I could. I was going to learn about this. I, and I even wrote a check and sent it to the publisher in Nigeria to get a copy of that book. And do you know I, um, I actually got it by return post? Yeah. And, and, and then after that, things started happening. One thing is wow. like happening, 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 happening. Yeah. Well, it seemed like the spirits had opened the doors for you. There was a lot of and, yeah, exactly, and I think that's uh, part of the um, the appeal to this tradition is that when the spirits of the traditions come, these are the ancestors, when they come to us, we, we definitely adhere to that calling, and uh, there's no <laughs> there's no going back. If anything, there's a lot more going forward and acceptance, and actually, it really does help. It helps on a personal level, as we all have experienced um, yeah, ourselves. Wasn't wasn't there were other people involved in this at the same time who were drawn into it with that same synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting how it worked. Mm-hmm. So several no. people want to get initiated. Some are still practicing. Some aren't. Uh, some people got mm-hmm. those 
janky initiations fixed up. Some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. And now you're an elder. <laughs> yeah. No, we for are. sure. Okay, thank you. Ade, I'd like um I'd like your perspective on this. I know you were born into a lot of your your tradition, right? But right. Um, there's something that um, was it constantly a pursue, or was it spirits that were calling you? Is it was there? Is there a certain thing that makes you always go forward in your spiritual path? Oops. Well, uh, I would say that that I was born with it. I have my ancestors with me, my Joto, follow my Oriebe, which is my destiny. I only follow my destiny with not a problem, not putting nothing on my way, nothing. I didn't even care what would they think, what would they say, even from my family. Because I have problems with my family. They're completely Catholics, 100% Catholics, and mm -hmm. other ones too. So... I didn't care about anything, to be honest. And I consider that a philosophy, when you were born for something, no matter what, no matter whatever you want to put in your way, you're still going to go in it. I mean, you might change your way, but at the end of the story, you, you're going to come up again in the same thing because they will take you. You do toast or your spirits will take you just exactly for what you came for. So Absolutely. I don't see no, 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 no difficult, no nothing for me in no way. You know, the difficult is the people because people don't understand. And I understand people cannot see more than we can see sometimes. That's right. See, so we're up. If we open our minds, we couldn't just follow yeah. what we have and that's it. No, I agree. No, I, so, I definitely I mean, agree. Basically, I believe in this world has a lot of things that we're still going to find. And I'm not surprised to whatever I see. I'm wide open for anything. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. No. I like that. All right. That sounds good. So <laughs> I, I, I almost want to ask Jean Jerome, but we won't because <laughs> I know it'll, it'll be a long answer from Jean Jerome. And we're going to focus on the ladies here. So, okay. So thank you, ladies. Um, each of us obviously have come from a different perspective. Um, the pursuit of our academics, the pursuit of our destiny, the, the following of our spirits to come on this path. It, 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 it's this drawing. There's, I, I get that sense that we're all drawn to go further. Okay. So I think that sort of unifies us here, if I can say that in general. Um, so moving on to the second question here, I want to ask, um, what do you think the role of women is in the African traditional religious groups? And again, each of us coming from different, um, you know, from Paolo, from uh, Yoruba traditional um, to Paolo. What do you think our role as women are? And do you feel that there's enough of a representation of women in the type of path that we follow? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Completely okay, here. So so now I'm going to reverse the, 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 the direction. We'll start with Ade first, okay? No, no, no. It's a 
working with her, with her. I was just saying, I'm here. I'm representing all these women. All these women. Uh, absolutely. That's of all the different religions. So, yeah, so let's start with you, Ade. So let okay, tell so me, what, what do you think? Go ahead. I mean, for me, every, I mean, it's because I can't speak for others. I can speak more for myself. If, if I speak for myself, I'm excited. I'm completely excited because I never felt like I can't do this. I can't do that. I mean, of course, women are so capable of doing anything. There's the most precious things in this world that they have a whole world for them. They're the ones who rule a lot of things that they don't know. Mm -hmm. From, from mm -hmm. one to whatever number you want to put, to be honest. Because basically mm -hmm. there's other traditions where only women rule, which I will call the Iyamis. I will call the Brujas Negras, which I was initiated, which is the same thing, but in a different country. And we are the only ones who have the secrets. Yes. And for yes. the tradition, a lot of women have the secrets, and they're the ones who knows all the secrets from all that. And we're not allowed to say about all that. Besides, we're the women, the one who takes over everything. Hey, Absolutely. we bring a kid to this world. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. And I want to dive into a little bit more on uh, the, the, the role of uh, women in Iami, uh, with the Iami. In Iami and in Mayombe, we're, we're uh -huh. I mean, if we, don't knock those, if we don't knock those doors, nobody can be born. That's it. I mean, there's not a lot to explain, to be honest. We just need to know exactly where we're standing, and that's it. No that's matter right. whatever mm -hmm. they say. No, I totally agree. So we'll we'll explore that a little more uh, in detail with that. But no, uh, I I definitely agree. Now, what about um? You are also an Ayanifa, so you actually have been initiated. Um, basically, can you describe to us what an Ayanifa is and, um, and how, you know, you as a woman has come, have come to that? Well, and Ayanifa, really it took me a lot of to study, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I needed to study a lot. I mean, I could have become Ayanifa since day one from my godfather. But for me, it was like, let me study. Let me study. Because... Uh, I wasn't that sure at the moment because I didn't know what I was doing exactly. Once I knew, which it didn't took me nothing, I mean, I accepted. Being in a Yanifa it's a, to be a responsible, you know, we have so many secrets that we're not even allowed to share, but only for the Yanifas. Only for the Iyanifas. Okay. So uh, without, an Ayif, uh, without an Iyanifa, there's a lot of things that, that they cannot be done, to be honest. And okay. I'm sure, and, and you know what? And to be honest with the, you know, with the thing about the man, the man trying to rule woman, it's because we let the men rule this world too. It's awful Absolutely. that all these men do all these things to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... To become an Iyanifa, it's knowing all the secrets that we have and all the initiations that it, an Iyanifa has been needed. It's really hard to, above allowed to be born without Iyanifa, to be honest. 
But the, the thing mm -hmm. is, they're not going to say. That's my tradition. That's in my, mm -hmm. my tradition. I'm not mm -hmm. going to talk about other ones. I'm just going to respect it. Right. Because we have right. John right and, there, and then John is almost going to exactly. kill us. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, we have to remember that with regards to being initiated as an Ayanifa, this is really geared more towards women. So women coming into the African tradition, you, I can go to you and feel much more comfortable because you are an Ayanifa. So we are looking at each other as woman to woman, as opposed to going to, um, let's say, um, a male priest, right? So do you think that that is true, what I'm saying, that it would be more beneficial? I don't know. I can't even think of an example right at the top of my head, but something that I feel I can only come to you and talk to you about, and you would totally understand that. And there would be ceremonies that you would know what to do in order to heal me as a woman, because you understand exactly. it from a woman's perspective, right? Exactly. We know the medicine. We know a lot of the things. Exactly. We have the knowledge of all that without even mm -hmm. a, having a man around. I'm telling you, if we had a Iyani, Iyamis only for women, which are the Brujas Negras, what can I say with that? When men cannot have the secret or they cannot be initiated, with them absolutely absolutely who, and we will who talk about Yanis? who are they john do you know who are they really yeah we Sorry. do <laughs> <laughs> well we do there you go there's your answer why the man does not have the secret of the yamis they can nope. know how to work with them but they don't have the secret of them no nope. you gotta be born born into it definitely definitely well john was born in one of them so it's understandable <laughs> that is why he's here with us too that's right, right john <laughs> he's not saying anything <laughs> yeah uh, uh, we'll go off a line and we'll talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> all right so okay. i'm gonna I'm, uh, did you want to add anything else to that a day or shall we, um, shall we go? I, I can I, let anybody speak if they have any questions I will answer, but for me, it's so easy to answer all this because that's something I love to be honest. And I think to become any of initiation of whatever you want to go, it has to come from the heart and your inside and your ancestors. Absolutely. It doesn't come like that. You're lost. You don't know what you're doing. That is why you're always going to one place and another to try to find yourself. Right, right. And the answers are always within. You just need another person to be able to draw that out from you. And that exactly. sometimes takes. And that that's how easy you woman. fall. That's how easy you fall for from others. Because Absolutely. basically you're not sure exactly who you are, who you're following. But the thing is, the answer is on you, mm -hmm. on your Jatol, your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Beth or Sue, do you want to add anything to that? Or what do you oh, what did you I, think? I can go on about my own experience and my own uncovering of what I hold to be the truth, because in the beginning and part of that swerving difficult path was that I was fed, pardon my language, a lot of horseshit, uh, about the male domination of Orisha culture. And let me tell you something, that's not true. I mean, 
they might want to think that, but that's not true because first of no. all, very the very the very genesis of creation in in Yoruba tradition was the thought of the great primordial mother Nana, who gave birth Ashe. from the God to Ashe, and from Ashe came Olodumare. Olodumare, even the name breaks down to these the spirit womb of the great serpent the womb in Olodumari and the creator itself, right? Absolutely. That nothing gets done without the participation of women. And all this talk about Mole coming down to earth Ashe. and not getting anything done because they left Oshun out of the question and they go back and they go, this stuff's not working. And, uh, you know, we've been told okay. to populate the earth. and you know, Exactly. That's not happening. And they're like, well, where's Oshun in all of this? Uh -huh. Oh, exactly. You didn't ask her. Well, why don't you go back and ask her? Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly things started to work and suddenly things started to bloom. There are more female right. Orisha than there are male Orisha, according to what I've been able to figure out. You know, uh, they, they're considerably you know, more. Um, and I think that what it all comes down to is also the maintenance of balance. That you know, we, we have the darks and the lights, but we have male and we have female, and one does not work without the other. And we talk Absolutely. about you know, women's roles, women are equal to men, but they're not the same. And this is a really Thank important you. distinction that you know, like I think the Thank people you. come in from you know, experience with Western and other belief systems, you know, it was pretty, well, you know, I have to be able to do all of the same things as a man do to, in order to be equal. But the tradition mm -hmm. is the same, but different. Mm -hmm. So there are gendered roles. Uh, personally, mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with that. It is what it is. It is, it mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, different traditions have different beliefs around initiation um mm -hmm. and it is what it is and i'm not you know cannot and will not make a value judgment about what is correct no because no absolutely not exist in in reality um now i tend to follow lukumi path i've been read about six times <laughs> between the start and today i've been read at least a half a dozen times you know, make yourself a diviner it's not happening because of you know the 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 path the community right. and that's okay that's okay with me it's probably more mm -hmm. more work than i'd want to get involved with anyway <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh you know in all in all truth it's it's uh, it really, what for me, it really comes down to to balance. It really comes down to equal but different. We uh, are so important. I mean, women not only you know, they form the backbone <gasps> of all communities. <laughs> she left us. <laughs> okay. uh -oh. <laughs> Probably her battery. That's how they call her battery. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, like you were saying, Beth, basically, you know what? Iwori Iche, Iwori Iche talks about the balance of men and women, basically. Mm -hmm. That's what it says that 
because of men to have take over us in a lot of ways and make us feel like we're nothing in this world, you know. That 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 Odun talks a lot about us in this world, the balance, women, men, without uh women, men cannot have kids, we cannot have uh kids either. So we need each other, but yeah. we need to respect each other. Absolutely. I should. So, oh, oh, oh. And, and there is That's a, a, a yeah, there's a, there's a difference. Okay, John, you take over. What happened to Teresa? She went away. <laughs> so anyway, you know, there's a difference between the sacred and the secular. There's a difference between ritual and everyday life. Yeah, the, the border is fluid and what you know, fluid and in, sometimes indistinct, but everybody's got their role to play. You know, learn your role and you know, find out what your expertise is and do it. Learn what you need to do to do something really, really well. If you're going to do beadwork, be the best beadworker there is. If you're going to be a, a seamstress, do that. If you're a diviner, be the greatest, you know, diviner learning from other diviners. You know, and, you know, because I used to worry about, well, you know, because when I first started out, I was like, women cannot be initiated to five, and then, of course, we found that that was true. So, uh-oh, she's coming back. So, sorry, folks. Uh, I, I thought I had pressed the, uh, the button for my... Uh, battery pack and I didn't and uh, all of a sudden boom I was gone just at the good part eh <laughs> Beth all of a sudden she disappears like I said everybody's got their whole ritual and the thing is is to get all worried about what women do and what men do out of philosophical basis is just gonna dry it's gonna run you down a rabbit hole because, you know Sorry. because you're gonna be be imposing another set of values you know especially if you're gonna throw some western patriarchal values on top of it no that's not gonna work this is a different culture this is a different religion it is a different reality when you live in this reality you will know it that's what I have to say. I'm sorry I missed the the, the beginning oh, of that. It sounded really you, good. Uh, so, uh, wisdom for women coming in. Uh, words uh, wisdom. Uh, many words of wisdom for new women coming in. Don't be in a uh, rush. Take your time. Carefully. Mm -hmm. Don't take everything mm -hmm. as gospel. No, definitely sit not. Back, <laughs> sit back, watch, and listen. <laughs> Don't be uh -huh. in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. There's, there's plenty of... And, and when we say that, yeah. um, not to be in a hurry and to listen, I think you also have to listen to yourself and how, how you feel about yeah. your path going forward. I mean, you can have your readings, okay? But you have to understand that you as a person that reading may be a snapshot at that moment. Yeah. But as you go forward, let's say a month or two or something, something happens or whatever, 
you know, things change, right? But yes, I, I would agree with everything that you have said right there, uh, Beth. Don't be in a hurry. Um, understand that, um, you know, you'll be, you will definitely be led down your path and your destiny if you open yourself up to your spirits, to your Johto, okay, as Ade had said. And if you do that, I think that it's to your to your to your benefit. Um, so I think we've answered the question with regards to women and uh, what do you think the role of women are? Um, I would I would agree with everything that has been said, and I think I, for my two cents worth, I think we have to understand the balance. And um, and as Sue, from what I got, the little snippet of what Sue had said, it's a different um, it's a different tradition. And yes, traditionally male, female, but it's also a balance, and not everything is is about um, geared one way, you know, or, and when I say one way, I mean, in a gender spoken way, or that were dictated to by men or males, okay, because again, we have Ayanifas, all right, so we don't have just males priesthood like Baba Laos, we actually have females, okay, now that can be also very controversial, especially when we're talking about different cultures um, that um, are not born into that, um, and when I say born into that, I'm referring to the Yoruban people in Africa. They don't have a problem with initiating uh, women into being Yayanifas. Um, depends, depends where you're talking Sorry? about. Ode Ramo does not initiate women to yes. Yeah, it's not universal. No, that's regional. No, no, no. Yes, and that's what I'm it's saying. Not universal. But no, it's not. But I think that um, then we could talk about gender. The idea of gender is different. It's not the same as ours. No, no. Sorry, if there's a delay. I'm not capping your words. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I was saying that. The idea of gender is not the same as what we grew up with. Right. Exactly. Women can be kings. Women can have, Sorry, get, women can have wives. Women, women can be kings and women can have wives and not be lesbians. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's no. And see, I mean, I didn't know that. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so exactly. So we, we we're in a tradition that is open to a lot of things and it's not just, you know, your traditional male or female. Right. So I think that's important to understand that, um, you know, with regards to women. And as you said, so I have never heard that before, Sue. I think that's amazing, though, you know that we're able to uh, to do that. Gee, I think I'm going to move yeah. to Africa. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, seriously, I think that's kind of cool, you know, when you think about it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so... Um, Gender is a social role. Go ahead, Sue. 
Gender is a social role. Gender is a social role. Mm hmm Yes, it is. Sex is what yes, you're assigned to birth. Hmm. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the first time I hear this, yeah. but it's all right. You know, it's, it's, it's respected. It's useful, actually. Mm -hmm. It's just respected. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Yeah, I am too. Go ahead, Sue. Do you have anything yeah, else? I'm, I'm listening. Just, I'm taking this in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's an author by the name of Larry Mat. And Lorraine Latore, who did a lot of writing on this particular topic. Um, well, where is he? I think he's at Duke now. He used to be at Harvard. And he did a lot of writing on gender and social roles within Yoruba society. And it's, it was some groundbreaking work when he did it because it was in the early 90s. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. So, we can move on to the next question if you like. Okay, sure, sure. Let let. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that's really interesting what you're saying, Sue. You know, it's interesting because it's the first time I hear something like that too. You know, I mean, I come from different traditions, and, and mostly yeah. either uh, the the women are uh, the ones, or either the men, because basically in Palo Mayombe, even though the men are the one who has. I mean, that take over the whole ceremony. They can't do nothing without women, but it's still, that's the men, you know? In, in my tradition, it's a woman and men and all this, but this is really interesting what you're saying. It's the first time I hear this. But yeah, yeah. let's okay. be open. Yeah, Paolo does more of a, a flip, definitely. Um, no, they can't do anything without us, Apollo, even though within the ceremony itself, our role looks limited. We're not busy, 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 but I'll tell you, if we're not there, it's not happening. Mm, well, and then, same with five, if we're not there, it's not happening. Yeah. Okay. You have to have that, you know, that female energy has to be there. No, definitely. I think yeah. that definitely has to be that balance. But um, anyway, so I'm going to move on to the other question because I know Jean Jerome's dying to to uh, to jump in <laughs> with uh -oh. his uh, with his two cents worth. <laughs> no, I'm just Mother, kidding. Help me, my John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my third question is: um, Are there any taboos? Taboos, <laughs> whatever how you want to say it. What are the taboos if? if any, in your particular path? And do you think that these are put in place without an agenda in a non-political, like gender neutral, like more of a gender neutral? Or is it something that uh, that has to do with, you know, I mean, we all have certain taboos that we can't um, eat pork, let's say, or something like that. But um, do you think that there, you know, because of our gender, that there's any things that we cannot do? Ladies, any one of you can jump in. I don't want to pick anyone. I, in. I, I don't know because uh, of my position now, well beyond um, you know being of, of uh, reproductive age. But 
and I don't know how true this is in terms of either Lukumi or, but when I first started out, I was told, for instance, that I could not approach uh, an altar or participate in any ceremonies if I was menstruating. Right. Um, and um, and made me quite happy, in fact, because I could sit back and somebody else could do the work and <laughs> I could, I could, you know, enjoy the social life and, and not have to be, you know, uh, mm -hmm. feeding altars or feeding people for that matter. They kept me out of the kitchen as well. So I, I, I took it as an opportunity to be to be pampered a little bit. Um, that was one of the mm -hmm. bigger ones that uh, came up. And of course, then there's also that, you know, difference in a cultural difference between initiating or not initiating women as, as priests of, of Ifa. Um, again, I don't, I, I have no issue particularly with, with that. I've, I've done my done my work and uh, just boils down to, you know, similar uh, different mm -hmm. cultures, different traditions, different paths uh, are, mm -hmm. have different ways. And in my opinion, neither is right nor wrong. It just is, it's the isness mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Um. Sue, did you have anything to add to that or Ade? Because um, that's an interesting, uh, that's sort of like a major ta uh, taboo is uh, menstruating women, especially, um, Sue, if you want to talk about Paolo and uh, and the taboo okay. of uh, well, menstruating well, women. I'll tell you what he taught us, you what he told us about menstruating women. He said the only work that we couldn't do was orary work and simply because he said, are you going to tell me that a woman for a week out of every month, if her sister comes to her and needs her help and she's on her cycle, you're going to turn her away? No, you're not. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. He says, yes, you can do, you do things. Now, you don't touch the EFA implements because then they have to do some work to re kind of recharge them. But other than that, the only thing you couldn't do was a rework because it wouldn't work right. It just wouldn't take. I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and follow later why life, so I, I don't know how they do with them. With the... Yes, I've had some uh, information from uh, actually, I believe it was uh, uh, one of the other Bourbon line was saying, like, that's nuts. <laughs> like, there's very, very, there's not like a broad restriction at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay. That's why I say, I don't, you know, I've, I've come to that place where I'm not, not you know, it doesn't affect affect me personally but i do know that again there's a camp that says one thing and a camp that says another thing and right right mm. okay Ade, yeah. do you have anything to share on that or yeah, any other yeah. basically about palo to be honest it depends wherever munanso you go to 
any house, any casa, anywhere you go, all the, the, the tatas, they're different. They have different, you know, tabuses and stuff like that. So it's kind of a little difficult to just focus on one thing when somebody's going to say one thing and another's going to say another thing. You know what I mean? I mean, as me as Jaja, I'm fully a Jaja and I take ceremonies. I help my God kids too. My, pal, uh, my Pino Nuevos, how they called it. Tatas, Bacanfula, and stuff like that. So I have no issue with none of that. That's what I said. It depends where you're coming from, how they're teaching you, or how they teach you, how it's explained to you, and besides how much you learn too. I mean, if you're quite open, you will learn more than what they're telling you, and you're going to go far more than that. Mm -hmm. No, good point. That's how it is. Good point. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. My son, my son, my son. Don't think that. My son. Aw. <laughs> that's so sweet. Flowers. So, so that's how it is. I mean, tabuses, if we talk about tabuses, it depends where you go. I mean, in what tradition are we talking about? Because if I go to the African, Cuban, they have a lot of tabuses. And besides, they're all those. They're signs. Depends on that. So if I go and I say, this is my sign, they're going to tell me this whole thing, you know? And when I'm with my godfather, my bababa, he's not going to tell me nothing in my tradition. So right. I understand if I'm, uh, if I'm going to one way or in another, so I understand what they're going to tell me already because I have walked those, those places already. So uh, when you already know where you're standing, I think you have no issue, no problem. And you don't confront anybody because, remember, we don't have the truth. No one has the truth yeah. in this right. case. Right. No one has the absolute truth. Okay. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. It's a spread. It's a spread. It's just a spread. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um. Okay, I'm not going to ask that other question with regards to that. But anyway, so I'm going to go with our um, our fourth. It's not a question so much as what I want to do is I want to discuss, again, based on cultural experience or observation, um, are we being fairly represented? And again, based, base, basing this on the experience of Ayanifas, the role of Ayanifas, the role of Iami within Ifa, and the role of Orishas and the Lua. So do let's 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 tackle that subject because I know Ade had touched upon that. So I wanna I wanna start with Ade and if you wanna sort of give us a little bit. I mean you're you are an Ayanifa and also you you understand the role of Yami. So exactly. Yes. So can you I understand so, the role. I mean, let's face it. And you can go to some different house uh, within Lukumi tradition. You say the word Iami and they freak out. Okay. <laughs> and um, what is this fear? The fear of what? Women um, coming into their power as women um, and then being assigned, you know, uh, title as witch, you know, it's almost as if, as if it's a big scary thing. Well, let's face it, women have power, and this is something that exactly what's wrong with that. But this is a power that men fear. Okay, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. You know, T 
talk about the role of EME, all right, and 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 the role of IANIFAs and and why this is such a you know is it because of our gender? Is this because we're being controlled because of our gender in a in you know? Let's face it. There's Maybe a lot of because they cannot control us. That's what it is. That's the reason why because they cannot control us. You know, having knowledge as a woman. You know, having all those secrets and all those things we know, being a wise woman and Ifa for them, it's a scary because they think we're gonna do something. Let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you this about uh um Atata. Atata. He told me once, you know why you shouldn't have a a, a caldero? I go, why? Because your women get mad and will do anything against us. And they're scared of all that. The Yamis, we're talking about the same thing. That's something they just don't know about it. How much deep we can be as a Yamis, as a Brujas Negras. But mm -hmm. I don't think so. Even though I have the initiation since I was little, I never tried to do anything like that. I'm heartless. I have mm -hmm. the knowledge but I don't do nothing to nobody because they can do mm -hmm. it their own selves. See? Mm -hmm. Give them enough rope. And... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enough rope yeah. and they'll hang themselves. <laughs> or sometimes you have to hand them the rope, you know? I mean, I don't know. I didn't say that really. I, didn't I don't say think that. it's necessary because the people, they can just do their own selves, their own things. It's, it's the uh -huh. way we think, the way we act. It's, it's our reaction in this in this world. You know, the way we want to do things, that's the things we're going to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great mirror. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is that it's more about not, it's not the energy that we put into it. It's that energy that when we decide to withdraw our interest from it and our attention and see what happens. Mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of like Schrodinger's cat. You know, Focus on like, the, like the, on the I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I think Olo Dumar is completely yeah. us with that. You know, I don't know her. Pardon me? I believe that Olo Dumar is yeah, completely it's, with you know, it's, it's kind of a all it. the way. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I look at Aldomare as genderless, really. It is more of an energy. And um, because it's kind of, if you think about it, the creator is within all of us. Okay. We all, we, that's my own personal philosophy. We're all creators. Okay. So in that sense, you know, we have that power. And, um, and why can, why, why, can women not have that power? And why is it so frightening? I mean, is it because we give birth, we're able to give birth and life and men cannot? Is that the big secret that, that scares, you know, some? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, right, the number. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. That's and what that, makes us <laughs> more strong. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it, Without sounding crass or, 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 you know, to try to sound cheap about it, but there was that, um, there was a, a meme that was going on once on Facebook. I mean, 
women bleed sometimes for seven days and we don't die. Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of strength is that? You know, we bleed for seven days straight and then we come back. It's this renewal. And I looked at that and I thought about it. It's because we are able to renew ourselves all the time, every month. You know, we shit ourselves off, you know, like, we know this as women, our hormones, everything takes over us, whatever. And then at the end of that whole cycle, it's like, boom, you become this clean, calm person again. Not to say that we're constantly frantic, but you know what I mean? We as women, we understand that, that hormonal overtake, right? But that's the thing that is unpredictable. And is it unpredictability that's scary? Bookmark right there. Bookmark that statement right there. And then once you're finished, then I'll make a comment as to the earlier question about why in Afro-Cuban and in many traditions, women which have their period are told by the spirit, not just by the, the priest, or by Ifa not to touch their spiritual tools, orisha, Enkisi, and so forth. That statement you just made right there is one of the practical reasons why can I just say? that taboo exists. So make from your own lips, from your own lips, you just voice the practical reason why it's not recommended for women to touch or do certain things when they're in their cycle. To be to be continued. I, I wish I could answer that and tell you exactly why, but I'm not going to, because basically I'm putting a big secret on somebody that we don't know what they can do. So I'll keep that shut on mine, and I'm not going to say it because I couldn't say it, but I'm not going to do that. I won't do it because I know no, you people don't you have a good no, wise to do that. No, you can't. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that, that is a secret. But uh, but but I'm going to refer exactly. To that's a big secret. Why? That's one, that, but that's a different reason. That's a different reason. It's a, it's, that it's a double blade. It's a double blade thing. Okay, okay. To be honest, it's a double blade <laughs> that can do and not do. And so I rather not to say nothing about that and keep it like that. Better. Because you never know who can come to your home and do something about it. So ah. I'd rather say that one. Ah, exactly. Ah, ah, ah. ah. I love you too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell I just said that just opened up the a, a big <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, John and I will talk about that. And, and I'm sure John understands what I'm saying. Oh, I know, exactly. Is, I know exactly what you're saying. But we can't exactly. speak. Exactly. Because that's and we have to keep it. Yes, we just need to keep it and leave it like that. Better. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. For I mean, we can have our own opinion on that. Um, so <laughs> it, it, go ahead, Beth. It's, it's not uh, even. It's not even. It's an opinion. It's, it's, it's a opinion. spiritual. <laughs> it's a spiritual reality. But we'll we'll talk in private. That that we have to take off. Okay. Not a problem. Beth, yeah. If you wanna or Sue, you can jump in now. <laughs> <laughs> John. 
All right. Let's get I'm not sure I have much to add to this. <laughs> oh, there's no word. <laughs> you know, I'm just itching and dying, and I'm not going to see it. Off the air. Off the air. Off the air. Off the air. Yes. Off the air. Let's talk about it. Okay, so okay. we won't touch that. We won't touch that. Okay, but okay. um. So anyway, so what? What's your take, Beth, in regards to um, you know, discussing uh, the cultural differences or experiences as Ionifas and uh, you know what women are looked upon as Yami. Um, sorry, Jean Jerome, can you just flash that back? What Ifa Kam Ifa Kami said. I know exactly as well. So let's stay mum on that one. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> no, no, no. God knows we'll open that door and go. Oh, yeah. No, I, I seriously, I, I seriously don't think that I have much to add to this discussion. I mean, I have under, uh, understandings about some of it, but, um, and I know that, but I'm not. I, I don't feel um, I don't feel that I can contribute more. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sue, what do you think? I mean, you're you have a very interesting um, perspective. There is nothing more that I could say about that that hasn't been said. Nobody wants yeah, to really, touch this one. There's nothing more I can say about that that has not been said. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. So How we won't touch that with. <laughs> we won't touch that one with a 10-foot pole. Okay, let's just drop that one. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> Sean Jerome, go ahead. How about an Asian Hungarian? <laughs> well, you, you, you still had one more question, Teresa. Uh, no, that was it. No, nope. there was, was one about, about um, the familiarity with the in terms of the within. Let's focus primar uh, primarily on Orisha. Uh, the, the duality and sometimes the fact that certain paths of Orisha or certain Orishas that are often oh, right. described as male, depending again on the lineage or the location, have female paths, which are sometimes, you know, considered to be just Afro-Cuban or just this or just that. But in reality, different lineages, different, different city-states within Nigeria, within the Yoruba land, had different, depending on the on the color, the ethnicities as well, different characterizations of certain Orisha, where in some places they were considered to be male, in reality, other paths or other locations described them as female. So a little bit about that from uh, Beth's standpoint, Yanifa's standpoint. Right. We were just talking about this, this last night, given my Ori, and the fact that my Ori uh, my Orisha Ori um, is been has been represented in certain paths as a female aspect of a ultimate male Orisha. Um, in our line, uh, she is looked at as um, distinct in her own right um, and definitely female and. Mm -hmm. uh, it's again neither right nor wrong 
different traditions, different uh, communities, whether they are in Africa or in the New World, hold their own opinions on, on that. Uh, another one that I used uh, an example of when we were talking last night was Olofun. And some traditions hold that Olofun is a female spirit, and some hold that Olofun is a male spirit. And you know, in my case, Ochama is, uh, is, is considered to be a female path of, of Obatala by some uh, traditions and, uh, and mm -hmm. are, uh, independent and standalone. And, uh, that opinion is held in some communities and in some lineages and not in all. Um, so I had her had some information presented to me where she's also has got some strong ties to uh, a historical Yoruba um, royal force of us. Um, but uh, the, that part of, of it is very, very fluid. And of course, we know that any anybody can get any Orisha when they are, are read, when they receive their hand of Vipa. And you don't always get an Orisha that is of the same sex as, as you are, that's very much uh, mm -hmm. part of the divination process. And, um, mm -hmm. I, uh, so we can't even divide gender <laughs> along those lines. Like all women do not get female Orishas. Right. The Orisha right. that rules their head and all men do not get male Orishas very much. Um, right. It really depends yeah. on, the, on the reading. On yeah, your reading. On the, yeah, it depends on the reading. Yeah. Ade, did you want to share anything on that? I'm clear. I mean, it's uh, it's not many to say, you know. Beth just said it, so basically, it's like yeah. Now I mean, not much to complain about it. I mean, what it is, what it is, and that's it. Yeah. Right. It's read for you, and and you know. That's it. What Tosman and, and Anita? That's what Anita is. Either mm -hmm. men or women, male, female, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so, just what it is. This is what I love about this tradition, though, is that it is so richly and complex. And, you know, there's these movements about to try and homogenize Orisha practice to make everything the same. If you want everything, go, go, to, go to church. Um, <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Part of the great beauty of this religion is that it's so such a kaleidoscope. And I never No, I don't think any of us do because you know, uniquely we find our own way and find our own path. And as women, we find our own path and we find our unique belonging, right? Even if it may be yeah. controversial. <laughs> yeah. it's really hard in a way yeah it's fine but i mean as long as you know where what was your your thought or your you're fine with it. it doesn't matter if it's a male female like in my case being a divere it talks about a male and that's why i'm so strong in certain ways so that's how i started learning about myself too so once you learn and, and i mean you teach your own self who you really are, and then you will understand more about yourself and exactly what you need to do. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So just just to be clear, like we, if we take a few yeah. categories, and what are you going to dictate? Stuff changes. <laughs> go, okay, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead, Sue. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. No, no, Sue, you first. I, I was okay. I was saying that um, once you that once you get initiated and you have that etah, things start to change. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll find That's out true. things will change for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's a big shift. That's all. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Life is like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Good analogy. I like that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Go ahead, John Jerome. You yeah, no, like just, 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 no, just to cite a few examples again, like within, within the family of all the paths of issue. There are issues that are, you know, issue, when you talk about issue, most people associate issues being a male energy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, especially a leg button and all that, usually sim uh, exemplified by the, the symbol of the phallus. <laughs> but, but there are many paths of issue. There are other paths of issue which are female. Like issue has a, a, a female, like has a mother, which is called the mother of the issue, which is Bururu um, Aye. Uh, so that's just one example. He has a wife, an Eshu path, which is his wife, represents his wife, female. Babaluaye, uh, they're usually associated with the king of the, of the earth, of the hot earth, of the red earth. Babaluaye has, and Asohana has, paths which are female. Hmm. Okay? Uh, Osain, Osainin, which for many is strictly a male deity deformed as well. Osainin has female paths, mm -hmm. depending on the lineage or depending on the region, not in Cuba, but in Africa, in Nigeria. Obatala, as we said, within Cuba, we have Oshanla, which is a female, one female uh, Obatala, mm -hmm. where Obatala mm -hmm. takes on an archetypal, because there are many paths, Obalofun, Oshagrinyan, Obamoro. So like that, we have... We have example of Oshosi, oftentimes described as a male hunter, right? Owner of the of the left path, a, a, a brujo. But there are right. lineages where Oshosi is female, like uh, like essentially mm -hmm. an Artemis or or an Athena, right? Uh, right. So if you go through uh, the different Orisha, with a few exceptions, which are to this day, I mean, tomorrow I might get surprised. In another write-up or in another lineage, or or somebody says, uh, "Ah, Baba, there is this, this. We have this female." But so far, there are a couple of exceptions to that. Like Ogun, for instance, as far as I know, Ogun has never had a female path, as far as I know. Okay, uh, that's one example. Shango has always been male by 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 par excellence. Okay. So just to give a few examples, but it, it is very, pre we talked about Olokun. Samuel Olokun is male. And others, Olokun is female, right? Mm -hmm. And some is described in a, in Erosome a as being, who knows, right? When does it know whether it's at the bottom of the ocean, meaning it could be hermaphrodite, male and female, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> just to give a few examples, 
of some Orisha that people you know, would swear that you know it's male, 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 but where depending on the lineages and depending on the path and depending on the Oduifa and depending on the Oduifa and the Itan from a particular region of Nigeria or in Cuba or in Benin, if it's a Fonwe or Fagbasa or in, in Togo or in Ghana, if it's Afa and, and uh, those schools, you may find, and same thing with Voduns, Voduns that are have male and female aspects or attributes, right? So it's, it's very pervasive throughout our traditions where depending on the order, depending on the region, a particular region may have either male or female path or sign, right? Obedi. A hundred percent Obedi. Yeah. Exactly. Wherever you go, whatever we, we just need to respect it. It doesn't matter whatever it is. I mean, we cannot be saying that we have the truth when we don't have the truth. So that's how it is. Mm -hmm. So in some places they might have the, the females, which only for us can be only males or different names. Everything is Obedi. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. Here's yeah, a question. I learned to never say never. 100%. Yeah. It, it's just you can't say that because it's I'm, like I can say uh, um, um, it's a male, this and that, but for someone else it's going to say it's a female. So I'm not going to come to that uh, contradiction of, of it. I'm just going to respect it and understand why they think that way. That's the only thing I do. I think that's the best thing I can do is just listen to them, listen to whoever, wherever I go, and just learn and respect it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have a question that says, how did your lives change after initiation? Hmm. <laughs> Okay, I'll go, because even though I haven't been fully initiated, I haven't found my Orisha, I haven't received my Orisha. Um, and initially I had uh, an Ikofa ceremony, which a lot of people question. And in that, after the fact, I was uh, called issue was my Orisha Ori. But there right. were so many questions about that, and so many people here in Cuba, African uh, persons who are curious were going, that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel right. Um, cut to the chase, I had a verification done where it was revealed that the audio was correct, which was a huge relief to me. Um, but the Orisha changed. And when that Orisha changed, particularly after they received that Orisha, uh, well, Teresa was witness to this. She's commented on how um, how much I seem to you have out. Yeah. And even to the effect that you know, Sue, Sue asked me one time, have you lost your taste for spicy foods yet? <laughs> and at the time, I had to say no, but I'm finding more and more. It's like, you know, like, well, can you put a little less jerk on that? You know, it's like, and, you know, it's like, I don't drink as much. I don't like, I, it just, it just, yeah. uh, everything kind of went calm. And, calm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, ask Rob, I'm not always calm, 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> but certainly compared to like how I feel inside most of the time is, is, is enormously different from how I felt before mm -hmm. that, that change was brought about. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I can't say that, you know, the first, the first reading was necessarily wrong, but it might've been right for the time, but you know, in this case, it, there was enough question about it that I just mm -hmm. wanted to put it to rest. And that's been to my benefit. It has been to my benefit. And I've, you know, since I'm, you know, I've been able to find full-time work. It was something that eluded me for my entire adult life. I was in my 50s, <laughs> yeah, late 50s before I got a full-time permanent job after 20-some you know, mm -hmm. years of, of being uh, precariously employed and other you know, contract, that really, yep. yeah, that really, yeah, you know, beyond beyond I was being on contracts before, but I mean, like on permanent hire, that was different. And um, so many things like just came came and fit into place for me, and um, so no, I, I would point out that that. Having that course correction um, was a huge, huge benefit to me. Mm. Sue, yes, Sue. Uh, what what's yeah. what's your yeah. take on well, that? The big change I... Go ahead. Um, I got really settled into my career as a mental health professional and a counselor and practice is continuously informed by the tradition. I figure every my thinking is everybody has their destiny. Everybody has their own destiny. And I, you know, we're honored I'm honored to cross their path for whatever period of time I'm in their lives. And if I and my job is to do good. Mm -hmm. And my life was not really like that before. <laughs> no, for sure. So, yeah, hundred percent. That's and Ade. Yeah, how's how how do you feel about that? You have your life well, changing. It's constantly eh. changing. I feel like with you, it's it's a constant movement forward, right? I consider mine is is to prevent more about my future, my grandsons, and everything. Because um, one of uh, my daughters, you know, the the Ochuncita, it's coming with the same strong feeling in everything I have. If you guys already know what I'm talking about, right, right. So, uh, yeah, basically for me, it's it's uh a better life in wisdom, especially for my grandkids and family, my godsons and everyone else. Mm -hmm. I feel, I don't feel no difference because remember I become, mm -hmm. since I was born with my grandmother, the only thing I can say to my grandmother and to everyone else too, that they were in my pad when I was born and to walk with me all the way where I belong because I still need to do something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still not done yet. 
No, no. Okay. I have more to go okay. and more to oh. share Ashe. with everyone Ashe. because that's the most great thing feeling we have, all of us, like you, like the ones who are here, Beth, Sue, John, we're sharing. We're sharing. Mm -hmm. And that's the best thing we're doing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it. I love who I am and I love who am I going to become soon. That's true. Nice. That's true. <laughs> For sure. So, Jean Jerome, do you have anything else to add to the conversation? Or shall we wait till after we go off live to continue? <laughs> our interesting topic that kind of arose. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I mean, we've covered a lot of good uh, material and uh, yeah. I think some of the topics would be best to take them offline uh, in more detail. I, I do believe it's important though, especially being women as well, uh, you know, to point out because I, we, you know, over the years, we get a lot of, um, you know, messages. I know Adik gets it, has gone many times, and Sue and Beth and even yourself, Ray, and myself, received many situations where, uh, as women, you know, uh, they are led to believe certain things which are very false. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the issue of women trusting their own common sense their own intuition and their own spirits. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think I, rather than it coming from myself, but coming from you as, as female practitioners, you know, uh, I'm, what I'm talking about is abuse in our, in, in our communities and all that by male practitioners, um, you know, things like sexual abuse or, or using, or using the religion or the initiation or the practice or the divination or the Ibbo as a direct means, almost a blackmailer to say, you know, if you don't sleep with me, if you don't do this, then, you Good know. Point. You're a spiritual to... wife for the rest of your life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. John knows my story. He knows yeah, everything, know. everything what we've been through, huh, John? Yeah, yeah well, but, 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 but I mean, serious situations like uh, I know no. – you know where where women. I mean, I did her show, where she has weekly with her with the community uh, internationally, but especially in, in California, a Spanish speaking audience primarily. Um, many times, you know, she's heard and, and in her own practice, women saying that they went to a practitioner and they were told that they had to sleep with a practitioner uh, oh, in order to have an ebo done or in order to uh, have the magic enter them. Magically, you know, um, you know things. so so you know, rather than it coming from myself, I mean, you all know, I often publish this said, you know, under no circumstances with any old duvifa instruct a woman to, to have to sleep with or 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 need to do sleep with their the the priest or priestess for that matter, but the priest, uh, in order to have the medicine, the ebbo, the initiation and all that, you know, be effective and for it to be in alignment with their death, et cetera, et cetera. So if, if you ladies would like to either comment on exam, not, you know, without going to names, of course, or for confidentiality, but 
your message to women about you know safety, common sense, and being cautious of that. Right? I mean, it happened to me, and um, I would say to women entering into these situations, like, listen, listen to your listen intuition. to your intuition. Listen, listen. If it feels wrong, it is wrong. Yes. You know, um, and the, like you say, there's nothing, nothing in the audio that would support that. No, absolutely. I'm and and you know, my naivete in the beginning, and mm -hmm. you were trying to control me and use me for purposes, and and um, yeah, yeah, listen, listen to your, and then actually it was supported by a. a a reading that I had, and, and the reading said, "Get out, get out." There's people there who don't, who don't have your best interests at heart. There's people that are stealing your earache, you know. And mm -hmm. so, um, that was enough to propel mm -hmm. me out of the situation when I was being put in situations that I didn't want to be in, and I didn't think that mm -hmm. I should have to be in. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If someone says something like that, run. Go <laughs> exactly. Leave. You know. Yes. Yeah. Like, let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> just, just get out. Yeah. Um, and we have a comment here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and strength. I'm honored to have had this time to listen to you for Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. For tuning in. Listen to your Ori. Yes. Listen to your Ori. Listen to your heart. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your spirits. We don't, uh, you know, we don't, we don't talk about that much, do we? But, you know, this is very much, <laughs> the African traditions are very much about spirits and dealing with spirits and our ancestors. And that's something that we need to uh, listen to. Okay. That's what I feel. I, there is, so, you know, I, I don't think I would be where I'm at today if it weren't for listening to my gut, but listening to Ifa, listening to mm -hmm. what I was told, uh, and listening to my, the voices of my ancestors. Who I, I've said this before. They <laughs> did not want me to become a cautionary tale for other people. I mean, I can go about and say I was, you know, in these situations that that um, you know were difficult and inappropriate, but that it was my ancestors saying that you know, like you, you we did we didn't live so that you should be in this situation. I think, Move, I think. that's right. No, that's right. Um, there's a comment here made by Charles Spencer King. Understand that what JJ just said is an absolute, is an absolute, never is sleeping with a priest required for anything except pleasure when it is not taboo. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as women, I think we, um, we owe that to ourselves, you know, self-respect. Del pasillo. Del pasillo. 
So anyway, so I think we're going to conclude our uh, our show here. I want to thank each of our ladies that were able to attend, and you too, Jean Jerome. I Ter think we Teresa, just just be just before you conclude, if if I, I if we can get Sue's experience comment on this uh, and uh, add his oh, comment on this, because I think it, this okay, is one sorry. of the things I wanted to make it good because we I know collectively between Ade and myself over the years. Uh, we've received so many situations. Like I've had, I've seen people literally crying on Ade's uh, lives, telling their stories and the abuse and you know rapes and and things like that under, and then the cover-ups and everything else. So, as this is a show to 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 talk about the role and and the dignity and sanity of women within the tradition, I just want to make sure that we that as women, you're able to. You know, sort of let other women know that hey, this is not part of the tradition, right? Shouldn't no. be part of the tradition, right? So go ahead. Yeah, I have been talking about this for years. That you know, there are a lot of situations that look like spiritual groups that are really just covers sexual exploitation and human trafficking. And if you see this kind of stuff, unless you want to be involved in it, get out. Walk away. I don't care how much money you've already spent. Get out. Get help. Reach out to the many Ialorishas who are online who are working against sexual abuse there are organizations now that are working against sexual abuse in our traditions. They have had seminars online. They have been free to anybody who wants to. And there are women who are constantly reaching out against fraud and exploitation. Because it's not just sexual exploitation. And it's also financial exploitation. It's exploitation right. of children. Yeah. That you have people who are in the tradition that are grooming children for sexual abuse. Oh. Don't leave Jesus. your kids alone with people you don't know. I see. You know. Don't be yeah, don't be stuck in situations alone with people you don't know. See. That you don't know well. If one big clue is if the other Orisha priests in a community don't deal with the person and they are like not anywhere to be found, that is a sign that something stupid is going on. And that mm -hmm. eventually it's going to come out in the open and it's going to be a messy mess. That's all. <laughs> You know, they say they're made to, and then you start asking them, well, where, who, when? And it's like, you ain't got nothing. Huh? <laughs> oh, you say you're stretching Paula, who's your family? Where's your manazo? Who's your people? Who, you know, mm -hmm. because. Everybody got people. You were born somewhere. That's mm -hmm. all. You know. So, 
Yeah. Are <laughs> Well, first of all, it, the better thing is never go by yourself. Always be with somebody else too. Make mm -hmm. it two or three people involved just to go with you wherever you decide to go for any cleanse or anything you want to do. Don't go places where you're not supposed to because I heard I have heard women going to motels just to have a cleanse. And 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 I, I mean, if you still do for some reason, because I sometimes I see people, I do readings on, on motels and things like that, but not by myself either. Mm -hmm. I don't do it by myself either. I'm always with somebody. I always have someone too with me. Unless if I know that person, I have no problem with that. But mm -hmm. I, the wise thing is be with somebody all the time. Don't go to a place where you're not supposed to, when you feel that you're not supposed to be going. And, and another thing is that if you're getting help, why are you getting, you know, all those love words like I always said? When somebody starts flirting with you, you start flirting with them only because you want something for free, that's a big mistake too, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're not gonna mm -hmm. only um, say it's their fault too, because some, some of it, it's our fault too because we think we can get some things free. I have seen people like that too. And that mm -hmm. can uh, get us in a big situation that, we, that we're not gonna get out of it so easy too, because we get into the situations too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but I mean, there's so many things that you can tell right away if you, so, if you, if you follow your instinct about something negative. Because I have people, too, that women, they have been going with the whole family and, the, and whoever's going to do a cleanse, doesn't matter if it's a chaman, a curandero, doesn't matter whatever it is. They will say, you know what, only by herself. And once they say, take off your clothes, it's like, what the hell? Why am I doing this? And, and mm -hmm. still, they still do it because they believe on what they tell them. Well, it's like, why are you going to get naked yeah. to somebody and you don't even know and you have someone else beside? Excuse me? Oh, the spiritual cleansings and like baths. Same gender all the time. Men with men, women with women. I've, I've heard of situations can, where a male priest was peering in to Okay, yeah. uh, we, it could happen. Let me tell you something. Hearing I have my godfather that yeah. had done, had done some, something like that, but I will take over the rest. There's a point where you can do that. You can help them. When you really want to help a person, even though if it's a male or female, will know when is the time to respect that person and walk away to let the other pe person finish what you start. And you explain to the person exactly right. how things are going to oh, be. Inappropriate. Exactly. Why? Because sometimes we can have situations for emergency. And if I have a, a, a male with me and I don't have somebody else with me to help me out and I need to do this ceremony, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to know into what point respecting the male. And I'm going to explain to him exactly what I'm going to do and exactly yeah. what he has to do. 
and come and pick up my mess. Same thing for men. Yep. There's a lot of men that are very respected too, and they need yeah. to do their job, and that's it. They do their job. But you have this feeling when you know that something is not right. Why not follow it? Why leave kids to priests only because they say they're priests? Mm. Good point. You yeah. never leave a kid or a, a young kid with someone else. It doesn't matter who he is, what he is, or how public he is. Mm -hmm. These abusions is not yeah. only from other people, they can be from public people too. And very popular. Absolutely. You will be very, very, very surprised yes. to know who they are. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. only because this person is this, you trust them. You don't trust anybody. Absolutely. And John knows what I'm saying, why yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> Because no, I've been in spots like, yeah. wow, I needed to yeah. talk to John or to or to Daniel Bocono. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think it's very important. Again, uh, you know, any the basic common sense. If if for instance, there's a situation where a younger child, somebody under the age of let's say sixteen, needs to have consultation, even that should be done where in the presence of a parent. As a mother or mm -hmm. father, whenever I, mm -hmm. you know, when, as my own practice, always learned male or female under the age of 16 for, for spiritual reasons, but also for practical reasons, should always be accompanied by a guardian or someone else. You should not be doing a reading because the information, even at a basic level, even if nothing untowards is done, the information you're revealing sometimes of the situation that child may be facing may be more than what that child or that young person can handle. And, and it should be basically channeled through or in the presence of a guardian. Um, so, you know, especially for me, like for children at Sager, we have to always keep an eye on our children and make sure they're safe in any tradition, in anything, and make sure that, you know, we, we take common sense precautions and that priests or priestesses that are listening to this broadcast respect and honor those and take those precautions in the best interest of children. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. And, avoid, yeah, and avoid taking on students under the age of 18. Avoid taking on students under the age of 18. It doesn't matter sometimes the age because things happen no matter what age too. But I mean, of course, mm -hmm. we worry about the young ones too because they don't know. They're just following whatever they're saying. That's it. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, sexual exploitation, um, not just gender female oriented, but also with regards to children and uh, priesthood that has to be responsible ethically. Um, and yeah, regardless and especially, of you know what, Teresa? Especially status. because a lot of our, our young women, our young women has problems with the period with our friend. So this is one of the main things too, that priests take over this, like they're gonna do a massage, they're gonna do something, please. Because they go more far than what it is. 
I, mm -hmm. I had issues like that too with other little women, well, women basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we gotta be careful. Not because we're going through pain or certain things, you know, we're gonna let anybody touch us. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. If you let your, I mean, if you want them to touch you, let them touch you. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> but, um, again, you know, it's that uh, you allow it, but are you allow it? Are you allowing it under duress? And then that becomes exploitation. And that's something that we have to be very aware of. Just because a priest tells you this and, and you're so desperate to, to get help or, um, you know, you want to also believe that, oh, maybe what, if I just take my clothes off or whatever, that this is going to work. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, this is something we have to be very cognizant yeah. of, you know. Don't let... Don't let the the object of of um, something magical to happen or a ceremony overtake common sense. Okay, that's, that's a lot of sick, a lot of, a lot of, yeah. sick, you know? a lot of sick things that they can do, and it's mm -hmm. easy to tell when it's not appropriated. It's very easy to tell because it tells mm -hmm. you your inside tells you very hard your. Your ori, your bed, I mean, your ancestors, your, whatever you have, it tells mm -hmm. you, like, get away, stay away, move away, mm -hmm. because you can tell and you can have the feeling. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. feel it mm -hmm. when that person has different thoughts. Mm -hmm. We can read that people, too. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the very vulnerable, the very innocent yeah. and the vulnerable that is they're so desperate with regards to, let's say, pain or or some or the fear of death. And they'll do anything. And then they're 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 at the hands of someone who does not have their best interest. And that's something that we have to remember when people are under duress, you know, regardless of what our intuition is telling us. Sometimes our intuition, when you're in that much pain or or that much fear that goes out the door and it's like, just help me and you'll do anything. And that's something that we have to be very, very, very careful of, you know, is, is to, to find the right people to help. Okay. Not ones that will exploit you. Right. Okay. Get a second advice. Second, second advice. I mean, I had, I had somebody that told me that my daughter was going to die at one year. He was lying to me and I could tell, even though I didn't have everything I have now. And, and, right. and I still had a feeling and I didn't even go back. I didn't care whatever he said. But some people, mm -hmm. they do care, like you said. You know, they're they're so desperate, they, they cannot hear or understand. I mean, people will use those kind of things just to get you or to get them. Absolutely. They'll lie to you. So second, second advice, it doesn't hurt. Same thing with doctors. Yes, you exactly. You don't go for one, you go for a second one. That's what That's I right. do. I mean, that's what pre the priests of uh, any uh, faith uh, belief system, you're basically doctors, spiritual doctors, right? And you always right. take yeah. advice, you know? And, and, and again, just because in the day and age that we live, that advice goes for male or female, same gender Absolutely. or not. Because Absolutely. all the rules are wrong. I don't care if it's a woman with a woman. If it's if the woman priestess in whatever capacity, yellow risha, whatever, that yeah, yeah, 
is doing something which to the female, to the woman, which is the, the client, seems inappropriate or, or odd or off, that's not part of the belief system. There's no, exactly. there's nothing, no Oduvifa or message from spirit that's going to say to do those things, right? Exactly. Unless right. it's, you know, a different situation or consensual or there, there's interest and then it's taken outside of the context of the professional work or spiritual work mm -hmm. being done. But in, this, in, the, in the carrying out of the duty, the person must observe common sense, discretion, mm -hmm. respect, mm -hmm. and treat the person with dignity. Right? Absolutely. I think that goes for anything, anything, doctors, curanderos, it doesn't matter 100%. whatever they are, they have to, they have to respect. 100%. Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. I'm going to, I'm sorry, just before we end, I'm going to throw something else in. Um, okay. And then there is also the, uh, the situation where we have people that will do anything to get initiated and they'll go to priests and they may, you know, offer themselves. And again, that comes down to the ethics of the priest themselves or priestess themselves, right? Are you going to allow this, you know? That's in a whole other kettle of fish. But anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. And yeah. mention yeah. that. And again, it comes down to the ethics of the priest or priestess of the faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And how they handle that and what they do with that. Right. Because in the end, yeah. it's all going to come back to you and your spirits and your ancestors and the Odishas, etc. They'll get you. Oh, they'll get you. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I, did, I was referring to. As well. <laughs> that's what I was referring to as well. Right. Because it does happen quite a bit in terms of a tit for tat. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the separation of the, of the religious function, any any type of profession, doctor, you know, the actual work that has been done from the from the actual human relation aspect, right? So, right, absolutely. In counseling, we okay, call it so dual relationships. Dual relationship. Having an out, having a relationship with somebody outside what the professional relationship is. You never mm -hmm. know. So we never know. Yeah. You know. Well, that's its that's its own little <laughs> circle. <laughs> Set boundaries early and often. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It all comes out in the wash in the end anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, John Jerome, do you have anything else to say before we conclude our, our show tonight? No, I think we've covered, uh, you know, a lot of topics I think were necessary and it were good for people to listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, did we I, have I any questions from our audience? It nope, seems nope, like nope. everybody was engrossed on what we were talking about. They're, and what we're we're there are 10 people <laughs> actively watching right now, so but they haven't added any more questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I think that we covered a lot of, you know, different uh, subject matters. 
and mm-hmm. they were very important to cover. And um, one one thing as well, I wanted to just remark because it may have slipped through the conversations. Again, for for the for the issue, Adi, don't kill me. Um, but just for clarity purposes, clarity purposes, uh, you know, some things just to dispel some myths or some misconceptions or things which are unfair. Uh, there, there, it's an unfair statement to say that, you know, for instance, as we talked about, every lineage, every different part of it has a different uh, understanding, may have a different variation of ceremony, may have a different variation on the priesthood and everything else. But quite often in the topic of Yanifa, the, the, the full focus of the brunt is, is focused on the Afro-Cuban tradition for not recognizing the, the ceremony. But in Ode Rainbow, right, and in another other uh, city, there are re- where they don't have Yanifa. By the same token, there are regions which they do. So only for the for point of clarity that it's not just a Cuban phenomenon or a Afro-Cuban machismo. Uh, there, there is also in Nigeria there are cities which are very adamant about that. And a lot of the slaves that came over, some of the priests in those traditions came from those regions. So I always say with a bit of caution in terms of making absolute claim either way, right? Um, Because it's a a very polemic issue. Um, And for the other issues, uh, we'll we'll take it offline. Right. Right. Let's. Okay. Right, John, it's okay. I had no problem with that. I understand, but even in Cuba, they have Yanifas and they have in a different initiation to your right. Well, that's right. That's right. Exactly. And, and it's respected. I will just I can't hear anything. As for that. As long as I know who I am, and that's enough. It doesn't matter, whatever they yeah. say. Okay, yeah, your audio came in. Good, good, good. Because your, your audio cut out there. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so I'm going to conclude uh, the show tonight. Unless anybody has anything uh, to add, Beth or Sue, um, is there anything, Jean Jerome, Ade, before we say our good nights and our goodbyes? Absolutely. No. Okay. All right. So I want to, I want to thank you, Beth. I want to thank you, Sue and Ade. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on the show and uh, joining us in this. And uh, thank you to everybody who had tuned in to, uh, and Anka says, great show. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your knowledge. Much love. Um, yes, and thank you to our audience who tune in and uh, everyone who tuned in tonight. And thank you, Jean Jerome, for doing all the things that you always do behind the scenes and the coordinating and sort of, you know, being that wonderful satellite babalao over all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be another name I have for you satellite babalao. <laughs> Oh, no. So many nicknames <laughs> from me. Oh my goodness. 
All right. All right. So, Thank you very much for joining us. I think it was it was an excellent show. It was a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us. And right. uh, I, Ladies, I think we covered some very important topics. We're just going to say goodbye. Sorry. Go ahead. Good all right so we'll say good night live but let's stay on ladies okay because we want to finish this one topic okay, okay. 